What's going on, guys? My name is David Gibson. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcast resource dedicated to telling these stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. Uh, as I'm recording this right now, guys, it is Christmas, so I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. If you didn't catch our last episode, I uh, explained that I was going home, and I've been home for a little while. I did go on a little minor vacation. Uh, I went up to kind of Lebanon, Indiana, which is a little bit northwest, kind of towards Lafayette, if you know where Purdue is, um, up in that direction. I stayed there a couple days, and uh, as we're getting closer after that, we will have New Year's Eve and then New Year's Day, and then we got to do all this over again next year. So, uh, But anyway, I hope you guys that had a very Merry Christmas. I also understand that some people observed Hanukkah for a couple days. Um, again, I just hope that this whole holiday season was fun and not too crazy for the majority of people here so um but anyway as you probably noticed i hope you noticed i hope i notice do i sound different it's because i got the one thing that i wanted for christmas i asked for one thing and that was a usb mic so that i would sound a lot more professional and i didn't have to record off my phone and I got my wish. I got an Audio-Technica 2100, and it plugs right into the USB. I even got a little pop filter and an arm that kind of screws into the desk a little bit. So that's how you're listening to this right now. And I, I, I'm kind of giddy because I, I feel pretty professional with it. And I hope that um, sometime in the future when I do some more interviews and stuff, uh, that they, I kind of you know get the perception that this is more professional than it is. Um, so that's, I don't know, just really excited for the future. And I'm really excited to see how all this sounds and um, see where this all leads us. So uh, anyway, guys, our first episode today, uh, prior post-Christmas, excuse me, is Sam Boyle of Valverno Inferno and in episode 57. Uh, he was a guy who went to Marion University, kind of near Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Uh, kind of had to figure out what exactly he wanted to do. Thought he wanted to go to music. It turned out he liked sport more. Um, took a little trip down to Oklahoma. Uh, came back up to Fond du Lac. Uh, and even kind of in his late 20s, kind of took a uh, uh, internship with the uh, Fond du Lac Dock Spiders, which is a Northwoods League baseball team. And he kind of just wanted to learn more about doing streaming and things like that. So that was a fun little piece of discussion that we had as far as why he chose to do that before he eventually found himself at the all-female school of Alverno. That's kind of in Milwaukee. Um, as you can tell by the title, they're called the Inferno, which one of the coolest names I think we've had on this podcast. So uh, anyway, guys, next week we will have Will McCarty. He just wrapped up graduating for his master's from Clemson. And uh, as the time of that air date, he will be working full-time for Nashville SC, a team that had just received, or the city did. Um, they're waiting to see if Nashville SC will actually be elevated to that uh, major league status uh, before officially calling themselves an MLS club. Uh, so that'll be exciting, and that'll be on next week. And guys, as you know already, you can follow us anytime on social media, at SportsInfoCast on Twitter and Facebook. And if you can go ahead and do so, you can go to iTunes or wherever you get this podcast, whether it be Stitcher, Google Play, anything, and give us a rating or a review. And uh, that would help out a whole lot as far as iTunes is and any other podcasting resources, algorithms go. Um, so anyway, guys, we'll start off today with Sam Boyle of the Alverno Inferno. 
And uh, we'll start off today with his very first taste of sports information right here on SID Cast. Very first take in sports information. I, I believe that was when I was a junior uh, at uh, attending Marion University. Um, during my junior year, I, I started to work as an intern for the athletic department. So I was working under uh, Luke, who's a good friend of mine, and now is at Marquette uh, as an assistant SID there. Um, he gave me a chance and an opportunity to really uh, expand my knowledge of sports information and, and he really he really gave me the opportunity to do different things whether it was writing recaps for you know the the kind of minor sports as we call them uh so that that would be like tennis or cross country stuff of that nature too you know he let he let me even go to uh hockey and he let me stab women's hockey or he let me shadow first so i could get a feel of it and then right, yeah later he would say you know okay you're going to do women's hockey. I'm going to be over at, you know, men's hockey. Here's what you do. This is what you do. So you really gave me a chance to, to expand my knowledge. And I really liked, you know, getting the opportunity to really get into sports information. And that year, our men's basketball team, who my, my dad had coached, um, it's still coaching, of course, um, but they made a big run late in the year and they got into the tournament. And it was the first time, since 2001 that they had gotten into the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got to actually go there, and Luke brought me along, and Jim uh, Napersteck was also there. He he did some photo work, and I did some camera work for them. Um, So kind of getting that NCAA tournament feel was just really something that really pulled me into sports information. And I, that that same year, we, we scrimmaged uh, UW Milwaukee uh, in basketball. So he would let me sit on the side or on the on the court side mm. and do you know different things there. So that was probably my first taste. It was probably my junior year, and then you know going into my senior year, that was something that I wanted to do, and that was something that was kind of my main focus once I graduated. Perfect. So. Um, uh... I think I already know the answer to this, but why choose um, Marion University? Was it because of your dad? Uh, you know, I looked at a couple schools. Actually, me and my dad actually went down to Dominican University in uh, River Forest. They are also in uh, the Northern Athletic Collegiate Conference, which Marion is associated with. Uh, we looked at that school first. That was kind of my, you know, my initial thought was I, I kind of like the, the feel and look of Dominican. It's kind of very art, art, uh, Harry Potter esque. Yeah, like art, uh, yeah, I know. Shame. Yeah, artsy <laughs> and stuff like that, full of arch- architect. Um, so I looked at that because initially I was going to be a music major, and I, I'm big into music, and I can I can pick up an instrument and I can play, you know, whatever I'm handed. But when it comes to reading music, sheet music, stuff like that, I can't read it. I can only pick out. You know, I know the basic stuff, but I can't, you know, if you you would give me a, a sheet music for drums, I wouldn't know how to play it. I know how to play drums. I just don't know how to transpose that into, you know, what I would play. So the Dominican was the one thing that 
had a strong music program, and that was something that, you know, I was going to go into. But, you know, as I progressed through my college career, that was the issue, was I couldn't read music. And I, you know, I took classes on how to read music, basic, you know, music theory classes, stuff like that. But, you know, I it was just, as I was progressing, it was more and more, I had to read music, I had to do a recital, this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, my relationship with Marion, you know, I have 26 years with, with Marion, with my dad being there for 30. So um, I have a good relationship with a lot of the athletic coaches that are there. And it was the men's soccer coach who I have known all my life. He, I, 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 he, he stopped me one day and he said, How, how's classes going? I said, oh, I'm kind of in between majors. I don't really know what to do. I can't really, you know, read mm-hmm. music. And I told him all this and he said... Well, you're you're pretty good at talking. You should try communications. You should look at that as a major. And that was one of the things where I didn't know about communications at the time. And he he was a real influence on you know getting into the communications major and really pursuing communications as my major. And I credit my whole basically my whole career to him. So uh, I want to ask a couple things about being a coach's kid. Um, what did you know about what your dad did when you, like you said, 30 years at Marion, that's quite quite the tenure. So what did you right. know about what your dad did when you were a little kid? Um, I knew a lot, actually. I knew that, um, you know, he went recruiting, he would go on trips, they would be away. But um, when I was younger, I started out as the water boy, as most coaches' sons yeah. are. So I, I, I loved being the water boy because every year it was like, I would get like 15 new brothers plus, you know, the brothers that were already there. So me being, you know, I'm, I only have a sister. Um, so I really got that, you know, brotherly kind of vibe from them. There was times where they would pick on me, of course, because I was the little one. But they, they all looked at me as my the, their younger brother. And, you know, I see them now and it's just like. Oh, so my brothers are coming home for a lot of, for like alumni games and stuff like that. And they always ask about me and they always ask about my dad as well. But, you know, I would go on recruiting trips with my dad when I was younger. Um, when I was really young, I think I was about two. This, this is kind of the story that my dad likes to tell with people. Um, when I was two, me and my dad went to this high school gym and we were recruiting or whatever. And one of the fans flipped the bird to the ref for the coaches and me not knowing what that was, I stood up and retaliated and flipped them off back. Not knowing what it was at the time. <laughs> I I was probably five or younger. So not grasping, you know, basic stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the stories that he likes to tell and you know, I, I have fond memories of going recruiting with him. We would go, you know, to Illinois and we would go other places and we would just you know, we would, we would talk about different things. He loves music as much as I I do. So we would talk about, you know, if you were stranded on an island, what five albums would you take with you? And stuff like that. And I remember those 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 long van rides or car rides and really, really cherishing that because it was times where, you know, it was just me and him. And we, we didn't really get that much because he was so, so gone with basketball and all this stuff. So... You know, those those are times I really, really remember fondly. And, you know, as I went through my, you know, academic years, 
going through, you know, middle school and high school and stuff, I would always go back to him. And, you know, he was very, he was very upset once I <laughs> retired from basketball, of course. But um, he understood and he, he supported my decision, you know. And I think later when I started to get back into coaching was when he was really excited. I coached uh, uh, high school or assistant coach of the high school team uh, for three years. So he... He came to a couple games, but of course, that's during his season. But right. you know, I would come home and I would, he would be there as well, and we would just talk about different games. You know, if we won or lost, this guy didn't play good. This guy played well for us, stuff of that nature. And it's again, those are times that I really cherish because it was just me and him talking sometimes. So those, you know, it, it's it's really. I don't consider myself a coach's son, uh-huh. but some aspects I do because you know it, it's it's something that not a lot of people have that experience being a coach's son, and a lot of people don't have that experience of playing for their coach or their their father or or whatever. So you know those are things that I I just cherish and I I, I take pride in. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, being a. Uh... Being a kid, I don't. I don't even know. My dad wasn't a big athletic guy, so I, I couldn't even imagine being a an athlete underneath him. So, um, but you kind of yeah. mentioned this. Uh, so, what if you were stranded on an island? What five albums would you take? Oh dear, I'm trying to. It, it changes. I swear, it changes mm-hmm. depending on what I'm listening to, depending on my mood. But um, I think number one would be. A Jimi Hendrix album. I'm big into Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix is probably my biggest influence there. Um, two would be a Beatles album. I'm not sure which one because I like early Beatles and I like later Beatles, so it depends on my mood and my setting. Uh, the third would probably be uh, Wolf Mother's first album. Have you ever heard of Wolf Mother? Uh, vaguely, yeah. They were kind of big. They had one big sing- sing- They had two big singles: uh, Joker and the Thief, and Woman. Um, yeah, I've heard those. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. So I would take that because that was just great. And then uh, let's see, this three. So I would probably take um, Bruce Springsteen. A big into Bruce okay. Springsteen. Of course, I have to take him. Uh, my dad's big into Bruce Springsteen too. So of course, there's that connection there as well. And then lastly. I would probably have to take a Buddy Rich album because I'm big into jazz. My grandma uh, was big into jazz as well, and she really influenced me on you know how to play jazz music and how to hold a stick properly. So I'd probably take uh, Buddy Rich because he's probably one of the best jazz drummers ever. Oh, perfect. All right, that sounds good. I couldn't even think of five right now, personally. It's tough. It is kind of tough of all the things that I listen to as well. Um, so let's go. I just, I just want to know real quick. Uh, do you still kind of silently root for Marion, even though you're in the same conference? You know, I I, I kind of do. Depending on you know, <laughs> being at an all women's school, we only have of course women's sports. So there's you know, my dad's team plays at seven o'clock tonight. So I'll probably tune in and watch that. Um, so. You know, I, I root for my dad's teams, of course, and then I root for, you know, I'll root for hockey and I'll root for, you know, everybody because uh-huh. you know I still have that connection with all of the coaches there, and I, I I I love all the coaches there, and I always want them to do do well in their sport. So you know, 
in the back of my mind, I'm always rooting for them. But when we play them, of course, I'm rooting for <laughs> my team. Yeah, perfect. I, I I assume every just about everybody's like that. At least I would yeah. hope so. Um, right. It would be kind of kind of productive to undermine your own team with your own fandom. But um, anyway, let's get back to some of your tenure stuff. Uh, you you left Wisconsin and you took a little kind of a venture down at Northwest Oklahoma State. So I want to know a couple things. One, was it difficult to leave Wisconsin? And or and two, what was the job process like in getting the job? at Northwestern Oklahoma State? Um, I'll start with the job process because that that was a very difficult job process. Um, I graduated in the winter of 2014. So that's very, if you're in the SID world, that's very hard to get an SID role at that time. So a lot of it was, you know, putting my hat into anything that I could find, finding things off teamwork online, NCAA job market, uh, COSIDA, job opportunities, stuff of that nature, and it really took, excuse me, a long time to figure out what is open and what kind of colleges are looking for, because most of the colleges, you know, they, they hire in the summer, and, you know, it, it, it was really hard for me to figure out, okay, what do I do now? How do I get money to, you know, provide for myself? I was living at home at the time, which was which was easier, but still, uh-huh. you want to kind of have, you want to have some spending money, of course. So it was a long process. I, I remember uh, the SID uh, at Marion at the time, his name was Dennis. He had worked at Northwestern Oklahoma State, and he kind of knew that they were looking for someone. And he also knew someone from a school in Texas. So he kind of, you know, put my name where, you know, things were kind of happening. And, you know, the East Texas uh, job was kind of a a more hands-on kind of graduate assistant type thing where, you know, they, 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 I, they really wanted me and it was a tough decision between Northwestern and uh, East Texas. But um, eventually I, I chose, Northwestern because I, I, I thought it was a better fit and I thought you know this was a, a, a better step for me because I would be working with video production my main primary job would be working with video stuff doing different things and they had the technology to kind of enhance my skills so you know the the transition from Wisconsin to Oklahoma was a little different um, I had to drive down there first of all, to, of course, get my car down there. Yeah. Uh, So that's a 13-hour drive from where I lived at the time to uh, it's in Alva, Oklahoma. So it's kind of a little bit over the border, but not over the border exactly. Um, So it's about a 13-hour drive to get down there. Um, Really long, long drive. Not a lot to look at. No. Um, I went through Ohio and... Or not Ohio, uh, Iowa, yeah, and uh, Kansas, and then of course Oklahoma. Um, so it, there's not a lot to look at, as I said, a lot of desolate plains. But you know, once you get to Kansas area and Oklahoma area, you see uh, what the oil refineries, right? The, yeah, yeah. 
claims that you know they they produce oil. those are the never the, those were the first time I've ever seen those. So it, that was kind of a mind trip. And driving down there was kind of really weird, but really exciting at the same time because that's new territory and that's new adventure for me. And that that was something that was you know extremely new, being thirteen hours from home, but also in this new environment where I had to learn new things and adapt to the different culture, and it was also different weather. I mean, when I got there, it was probably 110 degrees, um, and so it was, it was pretty hot. It was uh-huh. probably probably triple digits when I got there, and we walked out onto the, the football field to see it, and I remember I could see just, like, the heat rising up off the field because it was so hot on the field as well, and it was a turf field, so they had those those black pellets underneath to yeah. kind of seal in the turf or whatever. So it was just radiating heat, and I remember, oh, my goodness, this is this is something new, Not let alone have this heat. So that was something. And then they also have earthquakes there, yeah, which was that I had never experienced. That was something that I didn't even think Oklahoma got earthquakes, but, of course, they do. They're not as extreme as you know california would get but you know they're they're five second earthquakes where everything shakes and you kind of are thrown thrown out of a loop and the first time it happened i was i remember i said what was that my boss was like oh that's just an earthquake and just nonchalant would just say oh an earthquake. <laughs> so in my mind i'm like well do, do do we do anything what what goes on now what he's like oh no just just go back to work but they, you know, the the whole culture down there is different, and they have a different way of doing things. Not, not only athletics, but the whole culture and people around there are just, they, you can tell there's a different atmosphere than uh-huh. to Wisconsin. And then they didn't have winter. Well, they have winter, but they don't have snow. So it was really weird coming back for Christmas and then driving back there, um, it, seeing the you know weather change and snow in some places and snow in not places, so it, it was it was really interesting and I really like I, I really liked my my time down there. I, I got to meet some great people and uh, my friend Devin, who I met there, is now the SID at uh, Arkansas Monticello, who is also in the uh, conference with Northwestern, and I talk to him. Pretty much every day, we, we he bounces ideas off me. He sends me things. I send him things, and I really value his friendship. And he he's done great things for Arkansas Monticello. Just um, Photoshop wise, he taught me a lot about Photoshop because that was one of the the skills that I didn't really have. I knew basic you know tools, cut and paste uh-huh. things, Photoshop. But his stuff, oh my goodness, it, it's just it's amazing how much time and effort he puts in it. The end result is just amazing, and I, 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 I would always ask him for, you know, how do I do this, or how do I do this, and he would be, graciously, he would tell me, you know, I, 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 I really appreciate his, his time and patience for me, because a lot of that stuff was, a lot of it was, you know, simple questions, how do you change this color, how do you make this bigger, stuff like that, but, you know, he would just laugh at me, and then he would tell me, so I really evaluate, it, or value his his friendship there. Uh, when you were looking for, for some jobs, I know that you mentioned teamwork online and NCA job market. Were you looking specifically for an SID job or were you kind of looking around? Um, well, 
at the time, I was just kind of looking around. I was kind of looking for, you know, just a job to say that I had a job. I didn't care what it was, whether it was, you know, working for an NHL team or working for an NBA team or anything like that, or even a minor league baseball team. I really didn't. It was more I, I wanted to find a job, and I wanted to get my career started. Um, so, you know, I took, you know, I interviewed or I, I applied for, you know, whatever I could find, whatever I thought right, that I yeah. was looking for. And um, Luke had actually left Marion at this point. He accepted a job at Marquette, and someone told me that I should apply for the SID job at Marion. And, of course, I applied. And I got a phone interview, and it was with, you know, people that the coaches and staff that I had known. But I didn't get it. And I remember... I wasn't sad, but I wasn't happy either. And I remember it was something that, you know, looking back on it now, if I were to have gotten that job when I did, with the little knowledge that I know knew at that time, I probably would have just been so stressed and so just overwhelmed with every, every, everything at that point because they have, I think, 23 sports. There. Yeah. So they, they have a lot of sports. And... You know, it would have probably been just me and the graduate assistant. And, you know, he was kind of newish. And, of course, me being new, I would not, I don't think I, I would have fared well. And uh, the guy that's there now, Brandon, was a graduate assistant and kind of got promoted to that uh, SID role. And I think he's he's one of the one of the best in in our conference at you know putting out content and making up making sure that everything is counted for and stuff like that so um you know i got to work with him my last year at marion um so you know we we produced a lot of stuff and he gave me a lot of stuff to be in charge of uh setting basketball being the executive producer for you know live stream events and stuff like that video content um so you know I, i'm sure i made his job a little bit easier Granted, he still has you know twenty three sports to be in charge of. Yeah, cool. Um, can you detail how you got back to Alverno? I mean, was it a no brainer to go back to Wisconsin? Um, so I had taken an internship with the Fond du Lac Dock Spiders um, when I, I let me let me back up. Mm-hmm. So Northwestern, the plan was for me to be a graduate assistant eventually. But the problem is you have to be a resident there for a year before you can apply for the graduate assistant position. Okay. So my year there was me working towards being a resident and being a, being able to you know apply for that job. But I had always said I'd never wanted to go back to school. I was so happy when I graduated that I didn't have to take tests or do any of the writing or stuff like that. I, you know, I still have to do writing, but you know, I didn't have to write ten-page papers, seven-page papers where they had to be double-spaced and word-cited. I didn't really didn't like that part of being in college, and that was one of the things I had. You know, I would have to do if I would go back to school would be you know writing papers and being on discussion groups and stuff like that, and. At the time, I was really unsure if I really wanted to do that and if I really wanted to be there another two years to get this degree. And there were a lot of student workers there that were going to graduate and wanted to um, get that graduate assistant job. Right. So I think, you know, 
you know, one of the reasons was, you know, it was far away and it was, you know, 13 hours away and stuff like that. But another reason was there was people that were lining up to get, you know, that graduate assistant job and rather me waste their time and waste my time, not really waste my time, but you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. So I, I decided to decline coming back for next year and kind of open that up for people that really wanted that job already. So, you know, I, I, I then took, you know, time to talk with Dennis, who was at Marion um, at the time to kind of, he, he kind of helped me get kind of a part-time job with Marion and kind of, you know, help out when I could. And then, you know, the next year, was the plan for me to come back and be a graduate assistant. And that kind of fell through. And so then I was kind of, you know, the option was for me to continue to be a part-time kind of assistant and help when I can. But, you know, I also wanted to kind of forward my career. And, you know, one of the, of course, one of the relationships I have with Marion is the athletic trainer. And she's known me for years. I've known her for several, several years. And she she and Luke told me about, you know, Alverno's SID is open. You should apply cause, because, you know, they only have seven sports. They're looking for someone to start, like, right now. This was mid – well, not mid, but this was right at the start of soccer and volleyball season. Uh-huh. And cross country and um, golf. So they needed someone to – get into that role fast and i remember i applied for the the alverno job um i called the compliance person who the athletic trainer and marion knew um of course and i applied there she set up an interview with the ad um on i believe a thursday or no it was it was a wednesday i waited thursday and i got a call friday they said when can you work and I said Tuesday because it was Labor Day weekend and Tuesday was the you know only open day I could you know work so right. that that whole turnaround and that whole interview process was really quick and really fast because they wanted someone to you know get used to the system and you know how things work and they they also had you know volleyball that Tuesday which I stayed and you know observed and kind of get, got used to the system but you know they wanted someone to get in and make sure that everything was covered so that's how i kind of got the job that i have now you mentioned a little bit earlier and i, and I find this really interesting that you actually did this is uh, you took an internship with a uh, fond du lac dock spiders and you you felt that it was important to have that to kind of improve your skills so what exactly did you do with one of the coolest nickname teams in minor league baseball and um how did that experience kind of shape and help you out in your role here at alberno um, so I, the title was video production intern. So that was, I was in charge of the, the computer aspect of running the, uh, live stream. So it was me and then another director next to me that was running the four cameras that we had. So I got to work with, you know, different equipment, different technology. Wirecast was something that I had familiar knowledge with, but uh, the Northwoods League utilizes, you know, Wirecast to the best of their of their abilities with, you know, infographics and lower third graphics and making sure that, 
you know, everything works with their four camera setup and that you can switch from, you know, camera one to camera two or camera three to camera four efficiently. And so all that stuff was new to me, you know, working with a switchboard and cameras, multiple cameras and stuff like that. And I thought this would be a great tool for me to use and bring back to my school and bring back to, you know, whatever school I would end up. And, you know, a lot of schools around this area use Wirecast for their broadcasting system. So that was something that, you know, when I would apply for these jobs, I could say that I worked with Northwoods League with Wirecast, who, you know, uses Wirecast pretty efficiently. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that would be, you know, that would be something that I can kind of put on my resume that saying, hey, that's that's kind of a strong point of mine. And I kind of know that technology. So that was the whole reason that I took that internship initially. And, you know, as that internship progressed, I got to manage a staff of about 10 people and make sure that everybody was accountable and train people on how to do things and what was right and what was wrong for, you know, camera setups, you know, headshots and stuff like that. Um, So that really, that really got me into, you know, now that I work with, you know, student athletes and student workers and stuff like that, I really know how to communicate with them and and show them, you know, this is kind of what I want. This is, this is what we, we should do. And, you know, my communication just across the board with people is just better. And it's, it's more, I, I, I don't talk at them. I talk to them, if that makes sense. Okay. And it's more that I, 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 you know, give them different thoughts and different opinions and, we really have a good dialogue with, depending on who it is. Yeah. It really has kind of um, really got my communication skills back to where they were when I was in college practicing communication. So that's that, that's really interesting. I uh, do. You, do you think that other people, maybe other SIDs, could benefit from doing a little internship like that when they when they have the time? I know there's some that don't have the time. Right. Absolutely, but yeah, I um. I know a lot of people help out when they can with, you know, different teams, whether it's, you know, baseball or if it's basketball or stuff like that, just to kind of not brush up on their skills, but keep their skills, you know, handy. I know Jim takes pictures. Um, he's, he's big into photography, Jim, uh, from, from Loris. So he, he, he takes pictures, you know, I, I see him taking pictures of, you know, Iowa wrestling matches and you know I've seen him take wedding pictures and stuff of that stuff of that nature so he 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 wants to keep his skills fresh and new and that that was something that I wanted to do it was something that you know this was something that I was familiar with but I could you know expand my knowledge and a lot of people want to expand their knowledge and you know everybody wants to have their summers off of course <laughs> which is something that you know everybody strives to have but you know whether it's you know helping out at a tournament for AAU or helping out at you know different camps and stuff like that just to hone their skills and kind of keep them fresh and not rusty once that season comes around is something that you know not only myself but I know several people also do as well uh, you mentioned a little bit ago, and we've kind of touched on this, but I don't think we've we've touched on it really recently. Is uh, getting to a school kind of mid-season. Um, 
and you did it. You managed to get through the process. So for someone who's doing that now or about to do that, or maybe they, they don't know that they'll do that, you know, further down the line, um, what would be some tips or some things that you'd say to them to kind of ease that transition? Um, I would say the first thing is reach out to your, you know, if you're getting into an SID role and you're coming in mid-season, is reach out to your conference. And reach out to the conference SIDs because all my conference SIDs were welcoming. And, you know, being in Milwaukee, we have, uh, we, we are one of three schools in Milwaukee. So I could call, you know, one of our other schools in Milwaukee and say, hey, I'm having this problem. What do I do? Or how do I fix it? And they were, you know, they were all gracious on saying, you know, this is how you fix it. This is how this kind of works. And a lot of it was, um, a lot of staff was patient, patient with me because, you know, I, I wouldn't figure out, you know, I need to give them this kind of stat or I need to give them this afterwards and stuff like that. So I, I appreciate it. There's, there's a lot of patience that goes into uh, working, you know, kind of getting in mid-season. But there's also... Um, it, it's just something that you can't get too stressed about because you are new and there's, there's so many things that you have to remember and you have to remember that you're coming into a new environment and it's something that you have to remember different things, you know, stats need to go to this person or, um, video needs to go to this. You need to put this there. All that's different stuff. And, and some people require different things. And, you know, one of the things we, we played uh, UW-Stevens Point in basketball this, this two weeks ago uh, to start the season. And their SID reached out to me and said, hey, can you, get our, can you provide me with your combined season stats from last year? And that was something that I had never done before mm -hmm. and something I had to figure out myself how to do to get that to them. And I, I think I, I – I gave him the wrong file at first. So he, he was patient with me. He said, no, I need the combined season. I think I gave him the season report or something. And he said, no, I need the combined season stats. So I found I actually found a, a YouTube tutorial about stat crew and uh -huh. um, about stat crew and basketball. And I think it was um, – I can't remember the college that had produced it, but it was an SID, of course, saying this is where – you know, you put, you know, pack games and you import games. This is how you do this, all that stuff. So I watched that whole video and I kind of went through all the things that he went through, you know, creating a roster, um, creating a, you know, a test game and stuff like that. So that's how I figured out how to do that. Um, so, you know, a lot of it's trial and error too. Um, a lot of the stuff that I do, it doesn't end up working or it works. And then I'll forget how to do it next time. And so I'll have to look back on how I did that. And a lot of it's, you know, making sure files are in the right place and all this stuff. So um, getting used to the system now and kind of how things work. Granted, I'm still new. I'm only three months in. But, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of it's, you know, a lot newer to me. But a lot of it's memory at this point. Yeah, cool. Um, I kind of have to admit to, to you that I'm one of those people that like if you name a school I know exactly where it is I know what its mascot is I know what its conference is in okay and when you uh, emailed me I had no idea where Alverno is and then once you kind of explaining to me what kind of an institution it is I was like oh that makes complete sense because 
am a little ignorant about that sort of thing, but it's been a while since we've, we've had somebody um, from a position that, that you're in at Alverno, and it, it was um, from Ursuline uh, up in uh, Cleveland area, and that I was trying to think about when that episode was. That had to be like June, May, June area. Um, Alverno is all female school. So so Correct. so what is it like uh being media relations contact for a school that's all female? Um for me personally it was completely different because up until this point I had worked, you know, with co-ed sports and worked with, you know, I I worked with football and I had worked with hockey, men's and women's, but I had never had one that was completely women's sports. And it was something that wasn't really different for me, it was just it was a different dynamic. It was different how, you know, people operate and how people kind of read and react to different people as well. Um, I, I, I don't see much difference between uh, male athletes and female athletes. Uh, we have uh, MATC, uh, Tech College, plays their, their games here as well. Mm. Uh, they also practice here, and they have men's and women's basketball. Um, so we kind of have men's basketball here to some point. Um, but, you know, having an all-women's staff and student workers and stuff like that, it's it's not something that is rare. It's not something that's normal, first of all. You have, you know, men's and women's. But, you know, I, I, I remember that first week, uh, that weekend, that we had a soccer tournament. And that was my first kind of taste of being alone, first of all, and having to manage all of these student workers. And it was something that, you know, I made sure that I made them comfortable and I made sure that, you know, they they had a dialogue with me. And I remember, you know, the, the reading the starting lineups for uh, soccer. So you get the start. We, I usually produce the script for the starting lineups, but because it was a tournament and because I was so new and you know, I was frazzled at the moment, I'd forgotten to... You write out my script. Uh-huh. So I went off of the, uh, well, first of all, I started reading the script. You know, this is, you know, welcome to Alverno Soccer Field. Please stand for the National Anthem. All this time I was reading my script. The wind was going. My I, I sit in between at midcourt or at midfield for the game. So all of my papers were flying all over the place. And the student worker next to me, saw that I was having trouble because I was holding the microphone and trying to read off this clipboard and she actually held down the papers. So it's just the little things like that when I, I started uh, really, really made me comfortable. And, you know, after I had all of the script stuff underway or under under control, right. uh, I had to read off the starters, which I hadn't put into my script. So I was reading off uh, the NCAA official score sheet that they give the refs, and then you get one as well as an SID. So I was reading off of that, and I got to our head coach, and I said, head coach is Jessica Ott, and Jessica Ott is our AD. I had misread because they have athletic director first, uh-huh. Jessica and then they have head coach so I quickly said, oh, no, no, I, I meant, so that was kind of the, the icebreaker. And she, <laughs> she, of course, was there for that game, and we, we have a good laugh about that now. Well, good. Glad everybody's in a good spirits about it. So, uh, Sam, I'd like to transition this part of the interview where I like to ask some fun questions. 
Um, first one I have for you is a uh, favorite memory in your professional tenure. Oh, geez. Favorite memory in my, uh, probably the, well, I have two actually. Okay. Uh, the Milwaukee, UW Milwaukee exhibition game for Marion's men's basketball because, uh, the SID at UW-Milwaukee used to be the SID at Marion long ago when I was little. So it was good to see them. All of the, as I, I digress a little bit, all of the people that are in Milwaukee now, SID roles, uh, Luke at Marquette, uh, Eric at UWM, they have all been SIDs at Marion before. And Lenny out in Mount Mary used to be an SID at Marion as well. So I remember Lenny long long ago and, and watching his how for him once or once or twice so um that was probably that was the first time i've seen eric since he had left and it, it was great because my my cousin uh was an assistant for the uwm team my dad being a coach for marion it was kind of it wasn't like a family reunion but it was cool to have uh-huh. you know, both sides cover and stuff like that plus you know, me being in that kind of interim SID kind of role as well. So, cool. Uh, what about on the other side of the coin? Uh, what's your biggest horror story? Uh, the announcing the wrong coach is probably one of them. Okay. Uh, I'm trying <laughs> to think of another one that actually probably probably happened. Oh, so another horror story that happened was uh, when I was at Marion. And, um, you know, doing hockey and stuff like that, um, I had to be the announcer. And, of course, at hockey, you can't really hear, you know, the announcer and stuff like that. So I remember this was my first time doing PA, stuff like that. And I remember, first of all, I couldn't get the PA to work. Every time I would turn on the microphone, there would be just feedback everywhere, and it was just really loud. Mm-hmm. So that was freaking out. And then I went to go say the goalie's name and I completely butchered it. Just I don't even remember what her name was. Yeah, it's hockey. Completely <laughs> but it, it was just something like I had done pr- pronunciations with the away visiting coach. She told me how to say everybody's name. It was written down in phonetic form how to say this name and I just completely blanked and just butchered it. So that was probably one of the things that when I go to announce I make sure how do you pronounce this? And then I make sure to write it out that way. And then you know, I make sure to uh, just make sure that I'm, I've practiced it as well. So I know how to say that. But, you know, that 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 instant and then my first game announcing for Alverno, I, I had done the same thing. And I had butchered so many people's names. And it, it was at the point where I was just like, okay, just get through it done with it no one will care just get through it get through it and then once i got through them all it was just it was fine but you know those were two instances where you know now i think don't screw up this person's name you don't want to have another instance where you are just totally butchering someone's name so yeah uh, my kind of rule for butchering names when i did play-by-play and stuff if you don't get me a pronunciation uh, you know you're subjected to whatever i call you it's basically for the next three hours, yeah. So, um, what's one piece of advice you give to a student going into this profession? Uh, it's all about connections. Would probably be my first thing. Okay. Uh, getting the Northwestern job was all about 
you know, having a connection with the former SID at Marion. Getting the Alverno job, I knew so many people at Marion that were telling me about, you know, the Alverno job. So it's all about who you know. It's all about, you know, networking and make sure you know, you know, this person because you never know what kind of role might change for them and what role might change for you. You might be in a different profession where you might, you know, say an athletic trainer job shows up. So you can, you know, if you have relations with athletic trainers, you can tell them, you know, this job's open. Are you interested? And stuff like that. So it's all about connections. You know, I've known, like I said, I've known Lenny for several years and he actually, when I was looking for a different job, he had actually had student workers that had become SID somewhere else and they were looking for assistance. So he had put my name out to them as well. So, you know, I, I appreciate both of the people that he had given my name to had reached out to me and were interested in me. Of course, this was, you know, a week after I accepted the Alberno job. But, you know, I appreciate, you know, things like that, whether it's, you know, small things, just little things, you know, or you don't have to name drop someone, but they do anyways. And, you know, they, they always have someone in mind for, you know, a job depending on what it is. And, you know, that's something that I do now as is being an SID. I always have in the back of my mind, you know, if we ever need a PA person, um, I have a guy, Brian, who's probably the best PA person in our conference. Um, he's always on call and, and I always ask him because his, his dad is also the uh, public address announcer for the Doc Spiders. He's also the public address announcer for the Wisconsin Herd, which is a, uh, what is it, the G League? Yeah, for changed it, yeah. Yeah, so they're, he, they're an affiliate of the Milwaukee Bucks. So he's a PA person for that. So, you know, if I ever need a PA person, I always ask, you know, Brian, first of all, and then I ask, you know, is your dad available? Of course, now he's not as much because <laughs> he does so many games, but, you know, things of that nature, right? I've, I've grown a list in my mind of people that, you know, if I need stats in a hurry or if I need um, someone cover, you know, different announcing jobs or I need a play-by-play guy, that's, you know, I have people in my mind for that as well. Perfect. Um, what's, when you look around kind of in your division, NACC, you know, what have you, and you look at someone you say, that's a good SID, what are some things that they do, maybe some characteristics that they have that make you say that? Um, Jim is one of them at Loris. He, he does a lot of things that I, I've seen him grow ever since he's been there, um, that I say, God, I, w- I wish I could do that. Or I wish I had, you know, the resources. And, and sometimes, you know, I'll call him or I'll ask him, Hey, how did you, how did you do this? What program were you using for this? And that's the same for Devin as well. He's at the D2 level, but you know, a lot of that stuff, he just sent me a couple of templates earlier today, too, about, you know, different things that I could use. So I'm always looking for, you know, different ways to produce better content or, you know, getting different ideas from different colleges and stuff like that. So, you know, Jim, Devin, I always look at Marquette stuff, too, as well. Um, but in the conference it's, as itself, um, I would say Benedictine. It's one of those where I've really gravitated towards their production or their video production and mm-hmm. what they do for their video because it looks, it, it to me it looks like something a Division One team would produce. 
And I know that's that's the focus of what they're doing, and the emphasis is to look at you know these smaller schools or D three or D two schools and see that it looks like a D- division one school. And I think they've achieved that goal. And, you know, they all of the conference, every every team in my conference or every school in my conference does great with you know, social media, producing video and uh, photo content, and that's stuff that I always say, well, that's that's kind of a nice idea. There's mm-hmm. whether it's it's simple things or how they word tweets or how they put emojis in tweets. I've I've taken so so much influence from uh, the Anaheim Ducks, their Twitter account on how they produce Twitter or produce tweets um, using different emojis, using different gifts, stuff of that nature. And I've always kind of used that when I when I used to work with hockey. I always used to you know put in different emojis that kind of mimicked what the Ducks did as well. So you know. Benedictine, uh, Wisconsin Lutheran, MSOE, and all those schools that are in my conference, oh, I, I take a lot of influence from and a lot of ideas from those as well. Uh, what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? Um, oh dear, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> I, I think I want to I, I want to know more about you know just the building relationships with different people and different and building relationships with student athletes because, you know, I look at, you know, Lenny at Mountain Union, he's been there, I want to say 10, 11 years. I don't really know. It seems like he's been there for a long time. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure, you know, every alumni function, he just is happy to see old players. And that's something that I want to do. I want to build a relationship with the student athletes that I have now. And then once they graduate, not to be afraid to come back and visit me because, you know, that's something that a lot of, you know, relationships are built is they're, they're built on, you know, you know working through, the, through different seasons and then maybe an athlete, a student athlete becomes a student worker when they're done playing and stuff like that. So you kind of get their personal um, kind of aspect to it as well and their personal story. Um, so, you know, that's, that's probably one thing I'm looking forward and kind of wanting to gain more knowledge is just building relationships and building connections and stuff like that. Uh, work-life balance. What do you do to have fun? Um, I play a lot of video games, first of all. Um, I'm in a band. Me and my best friend are in a band. We uh, recorded an album last summer. We're currently working on another album this summer. Or well, well, we worked on it this summer, and now we're still working on it. But uh-huh. he's busy. I'm busy. He's a soccer coach, um, so our our schedules are always off, and uh-huh. we're working a lot through uh, you know the airdrop and you know Dropbox and stuff like that. So um, we're hopefully having it done soon. But other than that, I play instruments. I play guitar, drums is probably the primary one. Uh, bass, basically anything, any instrument I can pick up, I play that. But um, video games is probably the, the one thing I do to, to relax. And then I'm big into um, Star Wars. So I'm excited for Star Wars to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is circled on the calendar. Um, <laughs> big into Star Wars. I'm big into superheroes. So DC and Marvel. Um, I'm big into Batman. So I'll watch anything with Batman. Although I'm not really a fan of Ben Affleck. But I, I will still watch it. Um, but, you know, things of that nature. I'm kind of a nerd-ish 
person. Um, I like Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, all that good stuff. I can just watch, you know, I, I just watched Lord of the Rings for like the 30th time. <laughs> Awesome. So the next time someone's in the Milwaukee, you can throw in Fond du Lac if you want. Um, what's your restaurant or bar recommendation? I'll do Fond du Lac because I haven't gone out in Milwaukee. Yet. Okay. All right. Uh, so, so Fond du Lac, there's a place called Fat Joe's. Um, it's it's a sports bar place that has um, so when the uh, Packer games, Badger games, Brewer games, uh, Bucks games. The, the specials kind of change, but the the main one for Packer games is twelve dollars all you can drink, and then also they do I think it's fifty cent wings as well. So fifty cent all you can eat wings as well. So that starts from thirty minutes before the game starts to thirty minutes after the game ends. So you have ample time to to uh-huh. eat your wing, get your your beverage of choice. Um, so, and of course, you know, a lot of Marion people, uh, students, they, they work there. So I know, you know, the manager there and I know, you know, a bunch of the, the bartenders and servers there as well. And, you know, every time I go back, I have to go there because that's, that's basically where I, you know, not really hang out, but that's where I go to meet people. Perfect. Um, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, follow up with you after this interview, um, what'd be the best way to do it? Uh, I have Twitter and Instagram, uh, all those things. Uh, London Calling 22 is my Twitter and Instagram, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's correct. Uh, that's probably the, the main place to get in touch with me. Um, I do the SID chat every Mondays. Um, I, I've, I'm trying to get more into that, and I've, I've gained a couple followers with that as well. Um, so those are probably the main two. My, my Twitter is more sports-oriented. My Instagram is kind of more music-oriented with kind of a mixture of basic what's going on with my life. Uh Um, So those are the two main ones. Um, Other than that, I think email, of course. I I will always respond to email as well. Cool. Well, uh, Sam, thank you very much uh, again for kind of sticking with me through some technical difficulties as well as uh, uh, just being on the pod to begin with. Again, thank you. No problem. I appreciate, you know, being here and sharing my knowledge. Perfect. Awesome. So, uh, guys, I hope you all had a Merry Christmas, as I said in the intro. Um, what, what do you do? I know that we're kind of like, this is prior to Christmas, but what, what are you doing for Christmas? Um, so, Christmas changes, okay. uh, depending on, you know, what's going on and what people's schedules are. It used to be, when I was little, it used to be, go to my mother's side of the family first for Christmas uh, Eve, and then Christmas Day, we would get up, go to church, and then drive to Madison for my dad's side of the family. Um, that has kind of changed over the years. Uh, family members have passed away and stuff like that. Right, so okay. uh, people have, you know, a lot of people in my family have gotten married and have different kids, or have different families, I should say, and have kids as well. Um, but, you know, we, we try to meet sometime around christmas whether it's early or whether it's afterwards just to celebrate you know being together and stuff like that so i think this year the the talk is this is this is new to me and this is new this would be new to my family my immediate family we are actually going to be hosting this year Ooh. so 
Yes. So my mother's side of the family is coming down, uh, hopefully. Uh, so we're going to be hosting uh, this year's Christmas kind of get together, which will be interesting. It's something that we we've never done before. So. Very good. Well, good luck to you. Uh, and again, I'd like to wish everybody a good luck as we kind of inch closer and closer to um, to New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Just be safe. Uh, be smart, please. I remember last um, New Year's, I was driving away from a friend's house, and then someone shot off mortar fireworks right next to me, and I had the window down, and it scared the living daylights out of me. And I, and I, oh, God, just don't shoot the mortar fireworks to begin with. Those, let alone at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. It wasn't even midnight. Like, <laughs> it was just yeah. dumb. But um, anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. And to all of you who have already downloaded, subscribed, and maybe rated and reviewed this podcast over on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, however you do that. Uh, again, thank you. Um, you can follow us anytime on social media at Sports InfoCast over there on both Twitter and Facebook. And you can find us on our website, sidcast.fireside.fm, as well as email us anytime. Sportsinfocast at gmail.com. Guys, next week we will have Will McCarty. Uh, when I talked to him, he was at Clemson. He was graduating uh, back in December, I think middle of December range, and now he is the man and our first uh, professional sport guy on the pod from Nashville SC, as they're eagerly, at the time of this recording, eagerly awaiting to know if they're going to be an MLS team or not. So we're kind of playing with, playing with you know, future dates here. But uh, thank you all for listening. We hope to catch you all in the next episode.